Well, over the week, the story broke of a 50-year-old man named Nicholas Sapita, or as he would prefer to be called, Melody Wiseheart, competing in a swim competition in Canada against teenage girls. We're going to cover that story and get to some analysis of it. It was great reporting work done by Rebel News. Stick around. This is a very interesting story and a bit of a sad indictment on Canadian society and a warning for Americans. Ahead on Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. America is no longer one nation under God. Are you ready to fight for a revival? Well, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. Yes, you heard that correctly. There has been a 50-year-old man swimming and competing against teenage girls, some as young as 13 years old, in the Barry Trojan Swim Club. Nicholas Sapita, or as he would like to be called, Melody Wiseheart, not his real name, has been competing against teenage girls since at least last October. Rebel News, an excellent independent Canadian news outlet, has the report. There was perversity in the pool at the East Bayfield Community Centre in Barrie, Ontario last weekend. This was the venue for the Trojan Cup swimming competition. And guess who dropped by for a dip in the pool? That would be none other than Nicholas Sepeda, or Sepeda, a.k.a. Melody Wiseheart. We first got wind of Sepeda back in October when he competed at his swim meet in Markham, Ontario. We were tipped off by concerned parents that this 50-year-old biological man prefers to compete with teenage girls, some as young as 13. And incredibly, everyone from Barry Trojan Swim Club to Swim Ontario to Swim Canada seems to be perfectly fine with this gender-bending grifter breaking the rules. But why? Consider that the sports governing body World Aquatics introduced regulations earlier this year stating that male swimmers who, quote, transitioned after puberty cannot swim with females. Sepeda indeed transitioned several years after puberty. So why is this dude being accommodated? Why isn't he swimming in the other category as per World Aquatics regulations? And the fact that, I just want to say, the fact that we even have to have an other category, that's that's not a win for conservatives. Like, oh, well, you know, he can't compete in the, the guy can't compete with the girls. He's got to swim in the other section. What other section is he going to swim against? Dudes pretending to be women? The dudes pretending to be women section? Oh, uh, let me, excuse me, sir, can I just see your, oh. Okay, you look like a guy, but I see you've written down that you're female. Okay, sir, please come over right this way. We have a section for you. Really? David Menzies, the reporter who broke the story, came to the East Bayfield Community Center to witness Sapita swim as he competed against girls no older than 16 and some as young as 13. He was harshly confronted by pool staff who demanded he leave the premises, and here's how that went. If you're not going to listen, I'm going to ask you to please stop recording me. Where you're in a public place, there's no there's no expectation of privacy. I'm going to call Mr. Oakley on you. So, <laughs> How you doing, sir? Do, do you know? Um, Please Wait, who are you? No, we're not. We're not doing this. Okay, well, you have no authorization to kick it out. Yes, we do. Are you a security guard? No. Okay. Then have a nice day. Pardon me? So the operator's there. Yeah, it's a public facility. There was a 50-year-old man competing against 13-year-olds and changing in the girl's shower. Are you going to do anything about that? 
No, it's got nothing to do with me, David. Just, Why aren't you going to do anything about that? You have to, be out, you have to go outside, okay? You got to go outside. I don't think so. I, we're here to cover some perversity happening in this swimming pool. It's got nothing to do with me, David. Okay. Well, it has nothing to do with you. Why are you telling us to leave? Because you can't be doing, you can't take film in here. We see, t- look, there's people right there in the front row recording. Look at that woman in the corner. I don't see anybody recording. What are you talking about? That woman right there. Okay. Okay, you know what? I'm tired of this. We're going to call the police. We're, because you have a 50-year-old man changing with 13-year-old girls. Do you think that's right? No comment. No comment? You don't think that? What about you, sir? Do you think that's right? Do you have a daughter? After all this went down, as it turns out... Uh, David Menzies, who's done an incredible job reporting on the story, following up, and uh, just doing the initial investigation as well. Uh, Menzies caught up to Sepeda in the entire park, in the parking lot outside the center. Well, he didn't literally catch up with him because he was outrun. Because, as liberals and mentally delusional people, but I repeat myself, uh, so often do when they are caught in a position they can't defend, which is most of their issues in which they plant their flag, Sepeda fled. Mr. Sepeda. What, what is your deal? Why are you swimming with 13-year-olds? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? Why are you running? What are you? Mr. Sapita? are you a sexual pervert? Why won't you answer these questions? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? You transitioned after puberty, did you not? Mr. Sapita? Why are you a coward? Do you have a do you have a record of sexual perversion? Please protect me from these people. Pr- protect us from what? Where are you going? This people is the godless evil left summed up perfectly. A man for whatever reason, we don't know what that reason was, but we can take a pretty good guess at it, wants to compete against and change with teen girls. The parents of the girls and the staff of the center are too intimidated and afraid of being called transphobes, I guess, and to say or do anything about it, except the parents who tipped off Rebel News back in October. Kudos to them, albeit they did do it anonymously, so they still didn't have the courage even to do that, which in Canada makes sense because, to an even greater degree than in the U.S., if you do that and your employer finds out, you're fired because of public pressure by the, the leftist cult. Then, someone with even a little moral fiber... And just a little common sense steps in. That would be David Menzies. He steps into the picture. And the people who were too afraid to tell Sepeda to knock it off and then and get out of the building and get away and never come back then try to stop Menzies from even watching what's going on, much less reporting on it or confronting Sepeda. When the man is finally confronted, when Sepeda is finally confronted, he flees and takes shelter in his car, yelling, you can hear him at the end of that first clip, or second clip, you can hear him yelling, protect me from these people, protect me from these people. Who are you? Who first of all? Who are you asking? And secondly, who do you need protecting from? The reporter who's asking you things. The reporter's asking you things. Answer the question, dude. Answer the question. He'll go away. But the problem is, the left can't answer the question because they can't defend their position. Because to anyone looking on from the outside, they know it's insane. Most people on the left even know it's insane, but they won't admit it. Sepeda himself doesn't believe he's a woman. It's very, very likely he does not believe he's a woman, which is why he won't answer that question. If he did, he would say, oh, what do you mean? No, of course I'm competing against girls. I am a woman. And he would answer the question, but he doesn't. He flees and he takes no questions and he can't answer anything that Sepeda is saying. 
because he knows he's in the wrong. Unfortunately, it seems like no justice will be coming to him. Uh, as he yells, protect me from these people, I find it ironic because it's much in the same way that he has to be the victim. He has to be the victim. Everyone on the left, all their left hero, have to be a victim. When George Floyd died of an overdose, he was the victim of police brutality because they had to find a scapegoat for 2020. Uh, much in the same way that a school shooter who is killed by police officers is a victim of gun violence because he was black and, and disadvantaged and probably misunderstood. This story is finally starting to gain some traction in the media, most of the conservative media. Megyn Kelly and The Daily Wire both reported on it very recently, and as of the most recent update from Rebel News, Swim Ontario and the Toronto Police are continuing to protect Sepeda. So, I highly recommend you follow this story, which you should be able to do by following Rebel News on social media, and I'm sure they'll be posting updates. Um, I'll try to remember to link to the, some of their social media in the description on this video. You should also spread this story, because although it can be an uncomfortable topic, people need to see and know what the left is actually doing. They need to see that there is a trans agenda, as the left's persistent denying of there being a trans agenda agenda proves. If there wasn't one, they wouldn't defend it so vehemently. Kind of like how, reverse a little bit, there is no racism, so they vehemently demand it is. There is. As Matt Walsh says, there is some racism in America. I'm not saying we're a perfect nation. But the fact that it's this systemic issue that just plagues the country is just completely untrue. As Matt Walsh says, the demand for racism or any other ism of that kind greatly exceeds the supply. And you have to remember, when <clears throat> sharing this story, this would shock, shock a lot of people. Because you have to remember, most people don't live in a political space like you likely do if you're watching this video. Most people don't follow, or if you're listening on the podcast or however else, most people don't follow news all that closely. And you're certainly not going to hear this on Fox News, on the 5 o'clock news, or any of the even more liberal networks, of which Fox News is quickly becoming one. Canada continues to teach America and her citizens a valuable lesson, that Canada is only a couple years ahead on the slippery slope. That's another thing, that the trans agenda is fake. The slippery slope fallacy. Slippery slope is not a fallacy. I think it, I think it was Walsh also described it the same way. The slippery slope is simply recognizing a pattern of events and realizing where the pattern of events is going to lead to. Canada is only a few years ahead of us, and unless we on the right, and especially us as Christians, start acting against this evil, speaking up against it and acting against it and condemning it, it is only going to get worse. If you ever need motivation, you really need some motivation to get up and start speaking up and taking a stand on this issue, just consider this. If you don't, then in just a few years, for all intents and purposes, you are going to be living in Canada. Thanks for watching or listening to Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. As this uh, video wraps up, I'll give you something else to look at other than me and my ironically colored blue laptop because there should be appearing right now, if uh, I do remember to put it up, there should be a subscribe button appearing right here on the screen and a video and perhaps a playlist appearing on the other side of me. Maybe it's the other side, maybe they're switched, who knows? It just depends on the video, we'll see. We're already being shadow banned on YouTube. We're not catching videos in the algorithm because they don't want uh, small conservative creators to start to grow and build following. So if you would subscribe to the channel, 
and click around on some of their stuff on the channel. That would be great. Very appreciated. Thanks for watching.